Welcome back to a football podcast by some guy you don't know. I'm that some guy you don't know, Taylor Price. You can follow me on social media at tpcomedy41. I don't post a lot about football, but if I start getting some fan interaction, I definitely will start maybe making some more posts about that. This show is brought to you by Thrillbilly Productions. Uh, we're in the Thrillbilly Productions studio. Established in Lindsay, Ontario, Canada, 2019. A little rundown of what this show is. Uh, it's going to be mostly just my opinions on what's going on in the world of football. Uh, different topics that I think might be interesting to some people. I'm going to take a stance on these topics because I am so tired of analysts and TV commentators being so wish-washy. If you don't agree with my my point of view, that's absolutely fine, and I'd love to re- start receiving some emails about that. Um, right now, the email is footballsgydk at gmail.com. I'm actually going to come up with a better email. That, that one doesn't really work out so well. My bad. So this is episode number two. Um... Before I get into it too, another thing I got is some feedback on what I do here. Um, I know I say um a lot. Let's turn this into a drinking game. You drink every time I say um. That's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be smashed by the end of my podcast. This is going to be an unedited podcast. You guys are going to hear hiccups. You're going to hear coughs. It's just going to be what it is. So anyways, episode number two is going to be titled, Get That Money. My first topic is uh, Colin Kaepernick in Denver. I've seen a lot of this on social media. Everyone's saying Colin Kaepernick needs to be signed in Denver. He needs to be signed in Denver. And I really don't think he does. Now, first and foremost, politics are not a part of this. This isn't about politics to me. He has every right to use his social media and his platform to promote his causes. That has nothing to do with my opinion that he doesn't deserve another chance in the NFL. So, we're going to have to start with just statistics here. I'm going to throw some numbers at you. In 2016, his final year in the NFL, he started 11 games and played in 12 he had a 1-10 in 10 record, just not getting it done. The team went 2-14 that season. One of the biggest things people are saying is the team around him. Uh, if you look in 2012, the team had 9 Pro Bowlers. In thir- 2013, they had 10. 2014, they had 3. 2015, they had one, and 2016, they had zero. Everyone's going, well, he needs a team around him. He needs a team around him. Well, he didn't do anything to help himself there. Because if you look at the completion percentages in his career, the only time that he was above league average was 2012. In 2012, he had a 62.4% rating. 2013, he had 58% completion percentage, which is 
2-3% less than the league average. 2014 went up. He had 60.5 compared to the 62.6. He was 4% off in 2015. He was at 59.0%. And in 2016, he's at 59.2%. So, you know, he... It doesn't seem like that's so important. But, like, if you really break it down, compared to the average quarterback, and we're not talking elite, we're talking average quarterback, he missed 9 to 12 throws per year compared to the average guy. That is a really tough stat to overcome. Like, yeah, 13 throws in the grand scheme of things doesn't seem that big. But that could be the difference between a first down and a three and out. He threw a lot of passes. The two biggest seasons for passing were 2013 and 2014. He had 416 passes in 2013 and 478 in 2014. And those were two of the three highest interception percentages in his career. I'm basing a lot of this on percentage because it just keeps it per capita and can show you where he was in his career. I think in those two years, a lot of teams kind of figured out the 49ers scheme because they were kind of one of the first teams to bring that pistol option into the NFL around that time. And he was a stud when it came to running. He was a strong, strong runner. He was a big guy, which helped him out because he could take a hit, which, you know, you see some quarterbacks who can't take a hit, and that's where their careers get shortened. Like a under guy like uh, Lamar Jackson, who I spoke about in my last podcast and how he's probably going to be a bust in my opinion. Colin Kaepernick... Kaepernick had that the body that he could take those hits and continue to play like that but where he fell short was NFL defenses are paid too they're paid to stop offense so what all these teams would do would be bring more guys into the box and say you can't beat us with the run you gotta throw the ball and it just didn't work out for him He didn't win big games either, which was kind of a a knock on the guy. Like his last winning season was in 2013. It was in the second year of his career. Now, the whole argument can be made he didn't have any guys around him, but if you're going to command the money he was looking for, you have to win more. You can't just be an average guy. He started not running the ball well either towards the end of his career. He started taking a lot more sacks. And the percentage just increased every year for the last four years. One of the biggest arguments against my case is everyone goes, yeah, but he could throw touchdowns. He threw 72 in his career compared to 30 interceptions. So he had a two and change to one touchdown ratio. But a lot of those came at the beginning. 
Like his last game as a quarterback in the NFL, he had less than five yards and was sacked five times. That is now an NFL record. Those aren't one of those records you want. Everyone goes, well, he had no offensive line, right? Yeah, but he's supposed to be an elite athlete who can outrun anyone. He's a $20 million man. Get away from those defenders. They're paid to tackle you. You're paid to outrun them. You better start outrunning them. So at the end of the 2016 season, he was benched. And they decided to go with... I can't remember off the top of my head who they went with. But anyways, Elway was one of the first guys to offer him a contract. So he has already been offered a contract by Denver. The 49ers let him explore a trade option and a trade and re-sign option. And none of those really worked out. So he was a free agent in 2017. And Elway is on record saying that he tried to offer him a contract. If this was about playing football and not money, he would have been playing for the Denver Broncos that year. Now, LA has reportedly offered him $7 million. And, you know, I can't see Elway going out and just saying this just because. Like, he's got his own credibility he's got to maintain. So I really do believe Elway did offer him a contract. And Kaepernick didn't like the fact that it was a $5.4 million pay cut. So in 2017, if he accepted a $7 million contract, that puts him in category of players like Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles, Wentz, and Goff. And you know what? I think that's a very fair contract. Because he's a system guy, he was going to need some players to come in and help him. So if you keep your salary low, you're going to look better. So he is already burnt a bridge in Denver by rejecting this contract. And I think, I think that's what the main reason you won't see him in Denver. is They gave him that opportunity and he just absolutely flat out refused to take it. Towards the 2017, the Seahawks tried to negotiate with him. Now, it's been quoted that the reason for him not signing in a Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seahawks interview, was it all came down to money. He wanted all-star level money to be a backup. He rejected a $3 million contract. Like, this this move I can see for him. If this was about playing football, he doesn't want to sit behind Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is a damn good quarterback. This was maybe a strong business move for him. But this could have also been a case where he tries to get back into the NFL, shows up during the preseason, looks great, and gets dealt to a team that needs a quarterback for a reasonable price. He 
his rights in the CFL were to the Montreal Alouettes. He just flat out rejected the CFL. Later that year, his rights were actually picked up by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, I think the CFL would have been actually a great fit for him. It's a really fast-paced, spread-out game. So he could go out and run the ball. Now, this will come back in the second topic, but just keep in the back of your mind that it's a wide-out game where he could have flourished running the ball. He was also offered a contract by the Alliance of America Football League. Um, They offered him a contract, and it's reported. I don't know if this is true or if this is more of a, uh, a narrative spun by the media. But he wanted $20 million to play in this league per year. That is absolutely ridiculous because the average salary in this league was $75,000 a year. This is all about money at this point. Like He got paid out just shy of $10 million in March 2019 for a grievance on the NFL. That's getting into the politics side. Yeah, he wants to be compensated for that. That's fine. But this is just... In my mind, another reason he's just there for the money. So fast forward to November 2019. He's given the opportunity for a private workout paid for by the NFL in front of NFL executives at the Atlanta Falcons facility. He was later informed that no media was to be present at this, that this is strictly football. This isn't a way to get you in front of a camera to make more money. And 30 minutes before the workout, he moved it to a high school field to start at 3 p.m., not or 4 p.m., not 3 p.m. He just wanted to be on camera. He just wanted to get endorsement deals. I'm sorry, this had nothing to do with football. He should have kept his mouth shut and he would have been in front of 32 NFL executives. Instead, he's on some shitty high school field where only the Eagles, Titans, Washington football team, the Jets, the Chiefs, oddly enough, the 49ers, the Bills and the Lions showed up. And I don't think he's actually going to be... ever able to return like it's been four seasons since this is the fifth season since he last played in the nfl like you can work out and you can train but you're just going to be that step behind the nfl caliber players and i think if a team ever did decide to pick him up they'd be in a lot of trouble because he's definitely a scheme quarterback like, he was big when the pistol offense first started, but it didn't work out for him, per se. Uh, Chris Alt was the head coach of the University of Nevada. They ran the pistol offense as well. Jim Harbaugh ran a slightly different version. It was a, a two-tight-end pistol set. Had a lot of power run and pistol option in it, and... It was a lot of 
easy passing concepts that he was just able to get the ball out quick. And NFL teams picked up on this and they just shut it down. Like I said, they told him, beat me with your arm. Now, you can say that he was given the short end of the stick. Like the coaches he had, he had Jim Harbaugh, Jim Tomut. I could never pronounce his name. It's like aluminum for some people. I cannot say that name. And Chip Kelly. You can't just blame the coaches, guys. Sometimes you got to blame the players. Like, look at a player like Ryan Tannehill. He had several coaches. He had several offensive coordinators. And he was looking to be a bust. I was always behind him. I, As a Dolphins fan, I thought he was good. We just needed to get an offensive line in front of him. But now he's resurrected his career in Tennessee. I don't think Colin Kaepernick, just dollar-wise, like, he's not worth it. You have Cam Newton on a league-minimum contract because he was a bit of a handful, and he had a low completion percentage his entire career. I don't think Kaepernick's worth it anymore. I think that the only way he's ever going to resurrect his career is if he goes and plays one season in the CFL, lights it up. He might get a second shot then. Topic number two. Episode Get That Money. I'm kind of... It kind of sucks that this didn't actually happen for uh, CFL fans out there. Um, there is a player on the Arizona Cardinals and his name is Chris Strebler. He was slated to play against the Patriots this weekend, but I'm not entirely sure that that is going to happen. Um, the Cardinals are keeping it pretty close to their vest, whether Kyler Murray's going to play. And in a division that close, Kyler has to play. If he's able to play, he has to play. You can't roll out there with Chris Strebler. A little background on Chris Strebler. Um, it's kind of funny. This is where I said, we come back to Kaepernick. He was like the Kaepernick of the CFL. You know, he's... Uh, He's 6'1 and 212 pounds, where Colin Kaepernick was 6'4 and 230. This guy made his bread and butter actually running the ball. This guy never really made it at Minnesota, so he actually transferred to South Dakota in college. He went undrafted in the NFL and was offered a contract to play for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He was supposed to spend his career as a backup to Matt Nichols. But Matt Nichols, if you follow CFL, which I highly recommend everyone does, Matt Nichols is a little bit injury prone. Uh, Hell of a quarterback, but can't stay on the field. So... In the preseason, Matt Nichols goes down, 
and Chris Strebler becomes the first quarterback since 1994 to be go right from college to starting his first game in the CFL. The only other quarterback to do that in the late 90s was Anthony Calvillo, who became is a Hall of Famer. So he's in good company there. Like I said earlier, Chris Strebler was primarily a rushing quarterback. He he spent a lot of time running the ball, and he was really gifted at it, actually. It was an interesting fold in the CFL because he he uh, he's got a lot more space there. Like a CFL field's like sixty five yards wide, so you got a lot of room. Your defensive backs are also watching players starting in motion because in the CFL, for those who don't watch it, your wide receivers can run around the field and be in motion when the ball is snapped. That's an interesting fold. You know, they're trying to watch where their guy's going. Your quarterback's running down the field at that point. His his career kind of ended in the CFL towards the end. Uh, He was in the Western semifinal where he set a record of 23 snaps at QB without a pass attempt. So, like, he really utilized his legs. He finished 2019 with 127 carries for 726 yards and 12 rushing TDs. He was a Grey Cup hero for a bit, too, and Winnipeg did and won a Grey Cup in many years. He had one passing TD... 30 yards rushing, and he caught one ball. So he started uh, gaining interest from the NFL at this point. Which, hey, good for him, right? Uh, He was released by the CFL to pursue NFL aspirations. And he received a tryout with the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, and the Dolphins. Um, you know, the Buccaneers were just looking for a backup for Brady at that point, and they actually ended up with the Dolphins' Josh Rosen, who I believe he's now on the practice squad. I was a little bit bummed out that they didn't get Strebler, because Strebler was an interesting dude. Like, he, he actually, at the Grey Cup parade, after the Blue Bombers won, he was on a float wearing a cowboy hat, a big-ass gold chain, a fur coat, and no shirt. Like, he's just a fun dude. So his CFL stats were he threw for 65% on his career. And this is one thing that I think he can do a little bit better than Kaepernick is throw the ball. He threw for 26,900... Or, sorry, 2,698 yards in two seasons... He didn't protect the ball well, though. He had 19 touchdowns to 19 interceptions. 204 ball carries for 1,167 yards and 22 touchdowns. 
So he's an athletic guy. And I think that poses to make him a good backup for Kyler Murray. You know, you um, you have an af- just a freak athlete. Kyler Murray is going to be a great NFL quarterback, I believe. So why not get a guy similar to him? I said Lamar Jackson is going to be a bust earlier, but the Ravens are doing it right. They have a backup that is similar to him who actually saw a time against the Steelers this week when the Steelers took their record to 11-0. and um, I'm a little bit sour about that, actually. Uh, it's kind of funny. I put in a, a bet with a co-worker at the beginning of the year. He's got the the four, uh, not the 49ers. He's got the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. So I took the Steelers. You know, the whole old saying, defense wins championships. That's kind of what I was going with. But anyways, back to Chris Strebler. Um, I think he's a good backup option for them. Uh, his athleticism actually won in the number two spot in Arizona. It was pretty cool, though. Uh, there was talks that he might play, so Bill Belichick did game film study, and he said that he had to take that film study from the CFL. And I think that's pretty cool because I'm willing to bet that next year Bill Belichick is stealing some players from the CFL. He's got a pretty lean roster, and I think if he, being the type of coach who can find chicken salad at a chicken shit, he's going to find some really strong players that maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity if he didn't watch any of that film. So, I have one last topic. Um, It doesn't really fall under the get that money. But, it's just something I feel needs to be talked about. And that's uh, that player from Endenburg High School hitting the ref. Now, I don't think that that's a fair assessment of kicking them out of the high school football in Texas. Um, Emmanuel Duran is the player, and he was ejected from the game. He ran out onto the field, and he chest-checked a ref. Uh, The ref went down. I haven't heard anything about the ref. I hope he's doing okay. I hope there's no injury there. But this player is just a punk. Like, as a coach, how do you allow this player to act like that? Now, I understand that there's a lot of raw emotions. This guy's probably playing for his future. He wanted to go on to the next level. He's a senior and he got kicked out of a game. But you cannot put your hands on a ref. What's the matter with you? I just don't think the treatment of Edinburgh High School 
being kicked out of the football playoffs is a fair reaction to that. Because if you watch the video, you have another player and a coach on the team realize that he's going out to do something he shouldn't do, and they both run after him and try and stop him. I think it's just a shame that the other kids are actually the ones who are going to be punished for this guy's actions. I think that they should just tell him that he can't play Texas State High School football for the rest of the season. He's suspended. He's a senior. He's not eligible to come back. Just bullshit to the other guys who've worked their ass off all summer to get into the Texas high school football playoffs. I don't know. I just... he He's on record apologizing. Or sorry, the school's on record apologizing, but the school shouldn't have to apologize for the actions of one jack wagon. You know, they're going to take the appropriate disciplinary actions, but they won the game. They won the game. They won the game 35-21. to 21. And, you know, um, the, the player actually uh, ended up being escorted out of the stadium in handcuffs by the police. I think that was the right course of action. You know, um, you you put your hands on someone who wasn't really expecting it, and you have to face the repercussions. But I think it's wrong that the the teams kicked out of the playoffs. I'm just kind of ranting on this. Um, I need more information on it, but I just wanted to get that out there before I forgot about it. I think it's just a shame that these kids don't get to play. So that was episode number two. Get the mo- get that money. Strong stance on Kaepernick. He doesn't deserve another shot in the NFL, and especially not with the Denver Broncos. He turned down a $7 million contract. Come on, man. You're not a $20 million guy. You're barely a league average quarterback. A little shout-out to Chris Strebler. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that game if Kyler Murray doesn't go or can't finish the game. I always like to see those CFL guys... Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit me up on social media. Send in an email if you'd like uh, to ask a question or suggest a topic. If I start getting some emails, I'm going to start reading out some fan questions and answering them how I perceive it. Anyways, guys, take care. Cheers.